your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now, earlier this month, one of science's most prestigious prizes, the 2015 Nobel Prize in Physics, was awarded to two researchers for their work on neutrinos, so very much into the subatomic world and the secrets behind these particles which are so small they could be passing through you and I right now we wouldn't even know about it. Dr. Takaaki Kajita, physicist from the University of Tokyo, was one of those two laureates and joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Now, I've tried to understand even the mainstream explanations of your research. Can you help me further, and all of us, by explaining in layman's terms what exactly neutrinos are and their role? Okay, well, neutrinos are one of the elementary particles, and it is a special particle because it has no electric charge, and it was believed to be massless, or uh, at least we knew that if, even if it, it has a mass, its mass it should be very small. How did we know that there were even neutrinos, you know, at that, at that level, <laughs> when, when this was just a theory? Well, okay, that was uh, more than 80 years ago. Uh, people studied the uh, beta decay, and then they find a puzzle. That is, it seems... In this uh, beta decay process, energy seems to be not conserved, which is very uh, puzzling. Therefore, um, Pauli proposed the additional neutral particle that is neutrino in the present day world. Mm. It's not just the size of neutrinos, though, that, that made them at one stage just theoretical before uh, they could be observed, but also they, they seem to disappear. How much of a challenge was that for you in your research? Oh, okay, well, actually, well, in my research, I have been observing or studying atmospheric neutrinos that are neutrinos produced by cosmic ray interactions in the atmosphere. And in the late 80s, and we observed that a substantial fraction of new neutrinos disappeared. Yes, I think this is what you say, disappear. Exactly. But what does that really mean, disappear, vanish, become unobservable? What, what is the definition of disappear in that sense? Okay, and well, at that time, we really simply counted the number of new neutrinos. Then the observed number of new neutrinos was about 60% mm, of the predicted number. Oh, well, at that time, we had no idea what happened to these neutrinos. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences said that your discovery, though, through your research and your mm -hmm. working um, to, to discover the mass of neutrinos mm -hmm. has changed our understanding of the innermost workings of matter and can prove crucial to our view of the universe. That's an amazing mm -hmm. claim. In your own modesty, could you explain to us why it's so crucial? Okay, well, in the end, the 
reason for the disappearance of muon neutrinos was due to neutrino oscillations. The, the phenomena we observed that was muon neutrinos changed their type to tau neutrinos. So, and this implies that neutrinos should have mass, and this, well, okay, this small mass observed by our experiment implies that neutrinos may play a substantially important role in the, in the uh, evolution of the universe. Which is incredibly deep, obviously. I've, this goes against the standard model in physics. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder whether findings like yours go to show how much more there is still to discover, how little we still know as human beings, and how inspiring that may be for you. Yes, yes. Well, this is really just the first step beyond the standard model of particle physics. So, well, honestly speaking, I have no idea how much more we have to discover. What uh, sort of experiments would need to be carried out, though, to find out more? For example, you had a detector created inside a mine in Japan. Uh, It was a zinc mine, I understand. Uh, You know, this is is a process of evolution, not just of the universe, but of uh, of science itself, uh, when we look at... uh, all the trial and error to, to work out the best place to, to carry out these experiments. Can you tell us a bit more about why you had to go so underground and into a zinc mine? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first of all, we have no reason to select zinc mine. Okay. Yeah, but we had to go underground because, well, suppose we have the experiment on the surface they would have 100,000 times more cosmic ray backgrounds. Therefore, it would be extremely difficult to carry out a neutrino experiment at the surface. Therefore, we had to go underground, deep underground, I would say. What would you like to do? I mean, if you could create your ideal environment for carrying out experiments uh, from here on in, uh, w- would you want to be working with something like um, the technology they're using in Switzerland with the Large Hadron Collider? Is that the sort of is that the sort of thing that would bring about further understanding? Do you think? Um, Large Hadron Collider uh, should be another tool to discover phenomena that is beyond the standard model. But the, I, I think the neutrino physics and the Large Hadron Collider physics is complementary. But do you need to t- take some next step? And if so, where does that lead you, do you think? First of all, I think we still need a lot of research in neutrino physics. Um, but also, it's true that I'm changing my main research subject to gravitational waves. What is it about gravitational weight that's that's pull, pulled you in that direction, if I may <laughs> play with the words? Gravitational wave was predicted almost 100 years ago, but this has never been directly observed. Therefore, we'd like to observe the 
gravitational wave for the first, well, anyway. And furthermore, if we begin to observe gravitational waves, that means we would be able to observe, for example, the birth of black holes. So that is fascinating. It certainly is. It certainly is fascinating. Black, and black holes are, are an area of science that has um, certainly gripped the public imagination. Uh, neutrinos, probably less so, but, <laughs> but, but are still you know, clearly very important. I, I just wondered, and, and one final question here, this, this idea of neutrinos, millions of them passing through all of us at, at any given moment without us noticing, I mean, do, do they have any impact on us, on our health, on our, on our state of being at all? No, no, no. They are just essentially just passing through our body, so they have no influence to us. It's, it's almost like another dimension is it that we're referring to here? It's incredible. Um, Dr. Kajita, thank you so much for taking the time and congratulations again. Oh, and, thank you very much. And good luck in your pursuit of, of helping us understand black holes. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> OK, thank you. <laughs> Dr. Takaki Kajita, physicist from the University of Tokyo. And you can get in touch with us by email. Just uh, do so anytime you like about any of our subjects this morning. EFM this morning at gmail.com.